everybody and welcome to the inferno cast i of course am inferno fox the host and content creator for inferno fox gaming that you can find here on youtube as well as host for the inferno cast here which is not only on youtube but also on uh, apple podcasts spotify amazon music and much much more today we're going to be going through our Games that we want to see remakes and remasters. But before we do that, I want to go to introduce my fantastic cast and crew. We have Jamie Owls87. She is my partner and partner in crime. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me again, as always. Absolutely. We also have Astromedes, the developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. Thank you for joining us, Astromedes. Thanks for having me. Always happy to be here. Instead of spending time finishing my game, I should be re-releasing. <laughs> we are happy to be your distraction. And speaking of distraction, we have Jason the, the 13th distracting us with his fantastic Mega Man and Charmander statues for those who are watching <laughs> on YouTube. He oh, is the I was going to say, comments can get you down below now since you said the wrong Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a Charizard. That's right. I'm trying to trigger. <laughs> are, 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 are you triggered, my, my, my fantastic audience? Because that's right. You got Jason the 13th, who loves turtles, so there's Squirtle the turtle there. Yep. You can find <laughs> Jason the 13th at the YouTube channel of Jason the 13th. So, Jason, thank you for joining us. Not a problem. As you see, I've got my laptop back. So hopefully I can get back to doing some new recordings now. It's fixed. Yay. Excellent. <laughs> Definitely let us know when you start start posting and your, your live streams as well as your, your content. And we'll make sure to alert your, you, our audience, as to when that, that comes up. Will do. <laughs> we also have Storm Rose Sky of the channels of Twitch of Storm Rose Sky and YouTube for the same. Storm, A, thank you for joining us. And two, what kind of fun videos do you have coming up or planned? Uh, hello. It is a pleasure to be here. And right now, still working on maybe my top 10 video games. And I've thought of an another, like, another your forgotten TV shows of the 90s because a couple have come up that i forgot about like the torkelsons and there are a couple other runoffs that had one off season so i need to break into the 90s a little bit and um do a little bit more research before i i put together another one so it's a slow going but uh going to get back into it the short long answer of it nice no i'm definitely looking forward to that i, I like uh all, all of your content and everything it's it's the i like how you have the the warm blanket shows and, and movies and everything i think i think that's the perfect way to 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 sort of sort of call it did i did i say that right the warm blanket shows yes okay yeah my <laughs> warm blanket tv shows and the warm blanket movies which i just watched the mummy and the mummy returns <laughs> you know i love oh i love those as you guys know that is into the group chat <laughs> I just got to say that I have all the horses. <laughs> but you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and last but not least, we have Simbu Darkfang. He is our level five grandpa as that joke continues to confuse our poor audience. Make sure you check out old episodes of the Inferno cast on, to get the joke and main actor for Basement of the Dead. And most importantly, 
the best player at Forkknife BR. Don't fight me on this. We have Simbu Darkfang. Simbu, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you know, it's always glad to be here on a celebrity death match. Uh, wait. Is this celebrity? Wait, where am I? I'm lost. I'm... Well, it Help is. Help me figure this out. It, it is Becky Lynch's birthday, right? Is that is that right? <laughs> it is. Well, there you go. Hit, hitting the the big three seven, so you're 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 not wrong because of that odd reference. <laughs> it's Fortnite skin's birthday. Oh, that's right. She's <laughs> she's from Fortnite. That that's what it yes. is. Yes, just, yep. just just like just the guy with the uh, with the fedora and the whip. Um, he's from yep. he's from Fortnite. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like yep. All Star is the Shrek song, and they heard about all about the Shrek song and music. It is just the Shrek song. Smashmouth <laughs> <laughs> does not exist. It is just the Shrek song. Oh my God, and those guys one. in Smashmouth—they hate that Green Ogre so much. It's hilarious. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, speak. Speaking of animation and DreamWorks, nothing related to that. We're, we're going to start our pre-discussion topic with. A Disney-related thing, and specifically, it's the Disney's multi-person VR sort of treadmill thing called the Hollow Tile, or at least that's what the floor of it is called. What's what's really interesting about this is that it was developed by the company Disney Imagineer and a research fellow named Lanny Smoot. Uh, not only can it be used for VR, but also AR, as well as stage performances and film. But we want to kind of like slant this uh, more on the video game side. You know, no, 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 nothing wrong with talking about the benefits for uh, movie performances. But thinking about the the VR aspect of this, um, kind of get want to get our our cast and crews sort of first feels and everything thought thoughts on this, like what, what it, the benefits are, what the, some of the issues could be. Um, and Simba, I'm going to kind of open up with you to get your sort of feedback, uh, your, your general thoughts and what you think the, the, some of the positives you could see with the, the hollow tile as it were. So uh, going, you know, coming right out of the gate here, um, I think it's a, a a fantastic like first step um, and a first big leap into um, for those of you who have seen the movie Gamer or watched the movie Ready Player One. Um, they have these massive rigs that they have to use in order to um, a you know virtually control these players. Um, the hollow tile could replace all that, make it a little more. Uh, consumer friendly and consumer economically friendly for consumer because as you can see on this uh, video that Inferno Fox is playing it doesn't take a whole big space like some of these um, bigger rigs like these treadmill style circular rigs Um, the uh, of course you know the fact that it does keep you know everybody kind of in place it you know helps prevent you from going off of the thing which is really nice um but the one of the biggest issues that you know you see with VR in and of itself nowadays is you know the you know if you're playing like a Resident Evil style game like that panic fight or flight ensues and you decide to run well I highly doubt that this hollow tile is going to be able to um, counteract that so to speak. Um, and not to mention uh, potential weight limits 
on those things. And I'm not saying like somebody who's overweight can't use it, but I'm saying like if somebody, let's say around 220 or so pounds decides to jump and stomp because mm. they got scared, you know, could mm. that smash and break stuff, um, break parts, sections of the hollow tile, again, making it, rendering it, you know, completely useless. No, those are, those are some, some good points there. One of my thoughts on this is it kind of makes me think of the Kinect and the, the, the technology that Xbox employed on how with that being a series of cameras, but you needed a large sort of area to be able to have that there. And and the the hollow tile itself, you know, it, it does look like it's a problem. It, it, most likely it's going to be around the, the, the same area, if not maybe a little bit less, especially if it's just a single player using it. But the the hope is with this being a like a first iterative or first presenting iteration that the further productions would be hardier it would support stop and go movement based on the 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 uh games and applications that that it could be uh sort of developed for um astrobides what what are your thoughts on this uh, I mean, my my first reactions basically, you know, a, another great unaffordable solution for VR that <laughs> mostly solves the problems, but still has its own issues. Uh, I agree completely with what uh, Simbu says about, you know, concerns about kind of um, natural reactions leading people to, you know, stomp on it or run off the edge of it, uh, despite it being designed to counteract that. Um, all that being said, I mean, I, I do think it's it's really interesting uh, kind of technology to see. Um, it almost looks, you know, when you look casually at it, it almost look, looks like, you know, people are just moving on beads or something like something's just kind of spinning in place. It's not actually what's happening. The thing I mean, they sort of are, but it's like through magnetized uh, control. It's like changing the angles. And you can see that a bit like in the video you showed there. Um, of kind of how they kind of tilt on different angles and all that. I think it's really interesting. Uh, it's uh, uses to sort of move things around, though in a game context, that seems more problematic than a benefit. Uh, um, but uh, the the other <laughs> the other thing I noticed looking into this is that internet commenters are just hilarious whenever talking about some technology as if they have uh, a leg to stand on with calling out very obvious things like this, you know, this can never work. Like, well, you know, someone did it. <laughs> like we're seeing it. Like it does, I mean, you know, pretty much in a test environment. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually looked a little bit into um, like a sort of a precursor that's still, you know, current uh, Virtuix Omni one it's called. And it's more like um, sort of like a, like a sloped crater, almost like a bowl that the user, is like sort of in and they i guess probably wear some kind of special shoes but the idea is like you're it's very slick the surface and you get a natural because your legs are actually moving kind of way to kind of move in place where like you're kind of just directed your feet are just going to slide back down but you can indicate indicate direction and i've heard that it it's pretty noisy uh, and there's a lot of kind of drawbacks to it. 
And, you know, in some ways it looks a lot more clunky, but in a way this kind of idea almost appeals to me more because there's a little more like natural movement, I suspect, in something like this than in something like the hollow tile that's more like a, a treadmill where like, yes, it's like you're walking, but it's actually because the, the surface is like a bit different. You're concerned about jumping off the edge or whatever. You're not like really walking versus this thing. Like, yes, you're walking on like sort of a weird angle, but, um, and actually this example you're showing looks less drastic than uh, another like little example I was looking at. It looked mm -hmm. like it was sort of like a deeper uh, bowl. But uh, anyway, I, I think it's like an interesting space. Um, I think uh, I think there's still, you know, probably a lot of improvements to be made. Uh, like Simbu said, it's something they're still, you know, iterating on uh, and everything. But uh, I, I always wonder about solutions like this to me seem in a way better just because of, as I said, the more sort of natural movement. So just curious to see if there will be kind of like multiple tracks of uh, sort of research and iteration in this space. Yeah, the I... uh, thing that you mentioned, Astromedes, look, it is based is pretty much what they base the Ready Player One technology on. Mm -hmm. That yeah, um, that's I saw a lot of references as I was reading about it to Ready Player One, which I haven't actually seen, but yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. <laughs> Oh yes, you have to see that. Yeah, I need to read it. I definitely want because oh, I, I yeah, like... I I wouldn't mind reading the book too. <laughs> um, Jamie, Alice, did you have any uh, additional thoughts or 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 anything um in regards to the hollow tile or or this sort of thing? Uh, <clears throat> my first thought is, if this is going to be the future of gaming, I can only imagine like how much this is going to cost if for the average person, you know, <laughs> I, I see the price right there. It's just like, <laughs> how often are people going to really buy this? I mean, yeah, it's, it's nope. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And also it provides more safety for people if they were playing VR at home and they're not running into things, which I've seen videos of people <laughs> running into their TVs or yep through glass windows so and it's, I mean, inter it's, uh, it, it's interesting that you say the the price thing because i i absolutely agree with you where i'm, I'm showing the price where it's 25.95 plus shipping and remember apple's uh vision pro headset the i think the pre-orders open today and they've already sold two hundred thousand uh uh pieces and that's thirty five hundred dollars and that's just that's just like the headset and I, I, yeah. I know it's like the headset and is it kind of has a computer built in it, but this Omni One not only is the VR, but it's also like the the treadmill and 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 track. But then again, of course, that's Apple, and you get a whole bunch of the people buying in early with uh, Apple bo, bo jazz, as it were. Let me win the lottery, and I can afford all these fun toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody, yeah, I'm right? still waiting for VR to become <laughs> exactly. affordable. We got another couple decades at least. If oh yeah. Like. Well, exactly. here's the here here's the thing when we're discussing prices. Um, look at let, let me use a, a real real easy one here. Television. When the first flat screens came out, they were exorbitantly overpriced. Because mm -hmm. they were brand new technologies. So if you were rich, you could afford it. If you weren't, well, you got to yep. lug a 300-pound TV up three flights of stairs to Infernal Fox and Mobster's apartment for Halo Nights. 
the, the, the problem the the problem with that though is VR has been fighting to catch on since as early as the the mid 90s with the awful virtual boy and it's been something where they've tried to iterate and reiterate and everything and it's 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 just it hasn't caught on to something like flat screen TVs have to your point we flat that the flat screen was the next iterative process from where like the the box CRTV TVs were and that like the flat CRTVs like the flat screen not not the rounded ones but like the the ones that are flat uh and then before that of course were the 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 big honking ones with the, the big backs but VR it, it itself it just it, it what kind of what Astromedes has said like price wise it just it still isn't there i mean now you've got like the MetaQuest 2 that i've seen on sale for uh, as low as two ninety nine, and that I think at most that sold uh, about five million units, just all the meta, meta quests altogether, uh, if I'm remembering my my numbers correctly. And that that's one of the most successful VR units. And five million is peanuts compared to consoles, e e even right. And I've got a question that you may not have any answers for. Does the main draw to the VR games, like your Call of Duty type games, like they were showing in that trailer? Because no, because like you, you got stuff with, and I'm gonna correct myself here. I, I was wrong. It was not five million. It, it is to to Simbu's credit. Meta has sold a total of twenty million headsets, VR headsets. So based on that, that's not a small. That that isn't a small number. No. And a lot of the VR isn't just the the first person shooters. Like one of the one of the best VR games made, uh, it's it's either something like Gran Turismo Seven for the PS Five is fantastic from everything I've heard, and then what would be Storm and Mine's favorite would be Tetris Effect. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the idea of of playing that with a, that sort of VR experience. So Simbo, I think you I think you're after re reviewing the amount of sales and everything, I, I think you're onto something. I think that there could be something with VR if it is allowed to become more mainstream. We're yeah. closer well, to the holodeck. Yeah. That's all I care about is we are closer to real life holodeck. I, I, I highly doubt we'll get to see a real life holodeck in our lifetime. <laughs> but Probably not. We're excited. But, um... <laughs> Go ahead, Storm. Nope, that's it. We're just close. Oh. Close to it. Um, <laughs> The only thing I wanted to, I, I was trying to point out with using the flat screen versus the big box TV analogy was the fact that when flat screens first came out, they were expensive and the box TVs were cheaper. When the LEDs came out, the LED TVs, then the LCD flat screens became the economy brand and everyone could afford it. Then 4K, so now HD LEDs became, and then now we've got 8K. So 4K is now, you know, economically affordable. So when 16 or 50,000, 9,175.6 K point comes seven. out, then everyone will be able to, no, 0.6. No, it was point, it was 0.7. It was 0.7. <laughs> you got to get the version right. No, but it, you see what I'm saying is that as the new technology comes out, there'll be more, you know, some of the older stuff will become more economically friendly to consumer. Because like the the MetaQuest two, you could buy it for three hundred bucks right now, even though the three is out and that's six forty nine, and that's not counting the MetaQuest Pro, which is I, I think that was like fifteen hundred, and sometimes you could get that for sale for eleven forty nine. But I digress. Um, uh, that was a good, quick point. 
Also, the problem with that one is if they don't keep it locked like uh, your normal console systems. Hey, guess what? Nintendo get uh, cheaper and cheaper because Super Nintendo came out. But you got to keep going back to the Nintendo to keep playing it. So even if those VR systems come cheaper and everyone can get them, are they still upgrading all the games and everything with it? Or are you stuck with whatever games were on that system and then you have to get the next one so to get new games? So yeah. you got to keep that in mind too. Yeah, it just uh, depends on, on the, the headset and everything. Mm-hmm. So d- definitely an interesting topic, a sort of pre-discussion to our, our, our main one, but it's something that's within the bounds of kind of the the, the what's what's happening now in just just technology. Uh, getting into, into our main topic, we, of course, are talking about remakes and remasters, which 2023 it, it was a banner year for excellent remakes and remasters. I mean, you got... Remakes like Resident Evil 4 and Super Mario RPG, as well as remasters like Metroid Prime and Dead Space. But so, so with these said, we want to have a conversation about what games we would like to see either remade or remastered and why th- we should see th- them get that. Um, I, I don't want to really get into the whole pe- uh, pedantry as to like what a remake is or what is a remaster or, or what is a man? Is he a miserable pile of secrets? I've heard people argue that Metroid Prime remaster is more of a remake because of how it it just feels like everything's been redone and how great it feels compared to the source material. And then, of course, there's the total curve that is Final Fantasy VII Remake because that's I feel like that's a remake in name only as it hyper-focuses on a very specific part of the OG, completely changes up the battle system, and some of the story beats are changed enough to make it its own game. So we're just defining remasters and remakes by what our own personal definitions are to them. So really, we're, we're going to get cracking. And I'm going to put my partner and partner in crime on the spot here. Jamie Owls, what is one of the games that you want to see a remake or remaster of? So the number one that comes to mind is, I've mentioned a couple times to you, what I want remastered is the first donkey kong game donkey kong country that's the one i would i hope 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 keeping my fingers crossed that there'll be an announcement at the for the new um nintendo direct of a new donkey kong game um yeah (laughs) that's all i have to say Cool. Uh, so is that something where you would want it to have that sort of like two and a half D look the way uh, Tropical Freeze kind of had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was, it was something where like you got Donkey Kong Country it literally helped to preserve the life of the Super Nintendo for a couple more years as the Sony PlayStation re- released that year and, and helped to sort of keep that little lifeline for, for Nintendo by having these... Um, sprites that were just super high res for the time for the let me throw that in there uh and levels for the time that were really high res and it really had this sort of like oh wow the graphics on this are are phenomenal sort of thing so imagine pairing that with a new nintendo system that actually has like that that sort of ps4 ps4 pro power but like that that in nvidia up res with the the sort of ray tracing and everything on a donkey kong game in that in that style i i, I could definitely see that that that's a good choice um astromedes um i know you mentioned before the the start of it you only had a had a, a couple 
Um, what's one of one skin one of the games that you'd like to see a remake or remaster? Uh, so I remember playing a uh, game General Chaos on uh, Sega Genesis. It was, I think, it was a game that came out about the same time. Maybe even been a pack in with uh, the Genesis four player adapter. I think it was called the Multi Tap. I want to say. Um, but uh, this game is um, it's sort of like a static two D uh kind of overhead view and it's four players with kind of forts in four corners and there's different teams of soldiers you can pick with kind of different weapons and uh you can play i think there was a way to play co-op where you could each kind of control different soldiers on the same team uh and then you can also fight each other obviously the big selling point with the four player adapter was you could have four people kind of fighting on this map there's little sandbags in each kind of area and the weapons are pretty different there's barbed wire that kind of slows you down i think it maybe hurts you but it was just i remember it being a pretty fun uh you know true to the name chaotic uh little battle and it sort of appeals to me uh probably thinking more of like kind of like a weird indie game just because in terms of it'd be fairly kind of easy to implement because of it being a static screen and everything kind of get away with a lot of things uh in terms of development time and uh it seems like it would be kind of ripe for like an online based you know whatever number of players with kind of potentially more interesting maps and all that it wouldn't have to stay like a static screen kind of thing necessarily but still pretty easy to do so yeah general chaos for the sega genesis a modern remake could be interesting that's cool. I, so I'm, I'm doing a little bit of Dr. Googling here, um, kind of viewing it. Is it something where you move around and 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 play or is it real time strategy where you direct them and then they follow whatever sort of action? It's it's an action game. It's all okay. it's not turn based. Uh, it's all kind of like you move the soldiers around. The guy with the flamethrower shows up. He sets your stuff on fire. The guy with the bazooka starts firing at the other area or whatever. And it's kind of set up to be close enough to where you're never really too safe. But there is kind of like a no man's land in the middle of the level. So it's just kind of a fun, simple, quick and dirty combat thing. That's another one. One of those games that kind of makes me mad that i that i just slept on the sega genesis because I'm, I'm looking at some of the just the, the pictures and i'm like that actually looks really cool i haven't played in a long time it's possible it doesn't hold up but i think like <laughs> the basic kind of like design mechanics like uh potentially have legs nice uh jason the 13th how about you what's one of your games Everything on the virtual boy now this VR so thing. <laughs> no, no. And use the Seriously. labo, right? You, you, <laughs> yep, exactly. you gotta use the cardboard VR labo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, uh we're gonna give my first ones uh some Sega love on this because my all-time favorite Sega game is Comic Zone. And with the whole superhero hype, which I know is slowly dying off now, so they've missed their mark, but they could have redone Comic Zone. And if they crossed it with Marvel or DC, you could have had whole interactions with all superheroes and did a whole new like storyline with the comic book stuff like that. It would have been perfect, but I think they missed their mark on that one. But I'd still love to see an updated version of that game. Yeah, and and you're you're I don't think you're far off just with the whole Sega that that Shockwave trailer that we saw at the Game Awards where. They essentially announced a new Golden Axe, uh, a new Shinobi, mm -hmm. Streets of Rage, everything. Uh, these are old Sega Genesis games yes. that are are getting brought back up. And obviously, these are new entries. These are not remakes or anything like that. But 
there, there very well could be new life for Comics Zone. I'm at, and um, I will touch upon. Actually, I'm going to buck the trend here uh, yeah. and go, go through one of mine because we're we're on a Sega kick. And a game that I want to <laughs> see re remastered is Fantasy Star Four: End of the Millennium. And this was Sega's foray into RP RPGs, where they they had. I don't know if it was necessarily that they heard the complaints of people saying, "Oh, there's no RPGs on the the Sega Genesis." I don't know if that there's any true truth to that or not. But like you had Sega come out with this uh, sort of turn-based game, but it's instead of that fantasy, you know, dragons and swords and everything, it's totally sci-fi, and people have guns and and lasers and everything like that it was it was kind of not what i expected because of that and i just played it for the first time uh late in 2022 so my thought is you, you have this great game you make it hd 2d kind of the team asano style um you, you can make it kind of look how the remake for or the remaster for star ocean 2 uh the second story r and then the suikoden one and two remasters look you you orchestrate the hell out of that soundtrack and the most important thing with this Fantasy Star 4 thing is not only are you keeping that comic book sort of panel style uh, conversation and everything like that, because that, that was really something I, I, I really found, uh, it, you know, uh, intuitive, really uh, immersive as well for th that particular for the, the story. But also you clean up the frickin translation because, dear God, the translation when I played Fantasy Star 4, that, of course, was the original game was it was it was not good it's almost that english thing and that of course is because you have uh katakana hiragana and kanji that might represent where one symbol represents uh two to three letters or even a, a phrase and, and you have uh one letter and uh, jamie alls i'm i'm hearing some background noise Sorry. I'm, I'm not sure what that is um you might want to mute yourself if you got got that thank you um you, you've got the um, an actual translation where you're not limited to the whole hex code and everything. I just really think that that'd be a good time. Um, Storm, let me have you uh, hit us with one of your remakes or remasters. Since we are on the Sega kick, yeah. I'm going to go with Miss Pac-Man. That <laughs> was the best version of Pac-Man for the console to me and i would loved i know there's a version of it i on um the playstation because they have you know all the nostalgia packs of those old games and uh pac bands into a few of those and so is miss pac-man but nothing was like the sega genesis miss pac-man with the turbo boost and all the 99 levels and all of those so i really wish they would uh someone would redo that and instead of trying to redo pac-man with all the 3d blah blah blahs and blah 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 make him into something he's not redo the classic and i'd be happy hmm. nice yeah because that that classic arcade was was fantastic i definitely agree with, that's a good one <laughs> exactly uh simbu how about you all right I guess y'all are going to twist my arm and beat me into submission for Sega games. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to start off with a real fun one. Animaniacs. I would like a full ground up 
remake, not just a remaster. I would love to see a full ground up remake. Um, maybe take it away from that 2.5D sort of like feel that it had or 2D side scroller and maybe make it a bit more of a an open world kind of uh, game or keep the 2D and give it the Mario Wonder treatment. Let us have all three players on at the same time. Because it makes sense. They're the Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, right? I mean, yep. <laughs> and they did really do that uh, new version of the Animaniacs, which I've never checked out, but that would have been a great time to redo it, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That that that's a good one. I, I like that. And and especially you said the the important thing, the Genesis version of that, because the Genesis, man, they're they're they a lot some of the licensed property games for especially on the Genesis were 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 really sal were pretty solid, really solid, I think. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> hmm. Um Jamie Alice, uh what's another one of the uh remakes or remasters that, that you you'd like to see? Well, I'll get on the Sega train and I'm going to add the first Toe Jam and Earl. I want an actual remake of that. It actually has been remade. Uh, it was a Kickstarter that I contributed to. I don't remember how many years ago. Um, it, it's it's on Steam. Uh, I think they actually released on other platforms, too. There may be a Switch version. Uh it's called Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove, I want to say. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. My goodness. So, yeah, it, it does exist. I played it briefly. Uh, I feel like they did kind of capture the game, but I it didn't feel all that fun to me. Oh, okay. uh, so I, I wondered if it was just the the design of the game itself. Like if you look at what's going on in the game, it's not a lot. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's true. I'll listen to yeah, rain I... on your parade. No, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, it, it, that's all right because Astromedes is going to tell us one of his next games and we're all going to rain on his parade here <laughs> uh yeah we'll see if you can find uh, my parade to rain on so <laughs> i'm gonna go with uh nethack uh 19 originally 1987 um developed at i don't remember which college uh it's a uh obviously 2d it's used uh ascii characters in its original incarnation it's gotten kind of tile redos over the years uh i first played this game in my 20s uh in the early days of the internet upon learning about it um it's 2d dungeon crawler it's pretty much the definition of a traditional roguelike game apart from rogue which it's essentially kind of extending but NetHack, uh, the, the appeal of it is it has a lot of really clever interactions between items in the game, uh, sort of fu funny things like if you are levitating and you move over a tile that has a sink on it, you will s stop levitating. You'll sink. A bunch of really odd interactions that you would almost like think are a bug initially in some cases but they're actually extremely uh sort of detailed interactions that were thought of by the developers and had special code to handle it um but i think it'd be interesting to see a remake where they pretty much kept all the mechanics the same but 
made it much friendlier to a modern user, maybe automated away some of the more kind of like painful mechanics in the game. Because like, I just think there's a lot of appeal to these like uh, 2D turn-based, uh, really like deep interaction systems, but they're often in such like an ugly, hard to use package uh, that they make it really sort of unfriendly for someone to pick up and sort of like write off kind of the genre as a whole. And I think it's sort of a genre that could have a lot more appeal. And I mean, sort of does in modern day, you're actually seeing a lot of this kind of thing happening. But uh, NetHack, uh, <laughs> a remake of NetHack that was friendly to new users, easy for someone to kind of pick up and play, uh, I think could be interesting. You know, I think I played that on a TI-89 in high school. <laughs> it's probably too too many individual interactions in it uh to be fit in the memory of uh, oh, that's okay I, I hooked it up to the computer and i, I used oh, to play there you go way. the display <laughs> is, go. is about right <laughs> uh it's a fun, and it, the funny thing is it, it still gets iterated upon like i uh, just doing some research didn't it just get a version release in 2020 yeah, and that was the first release in many years, actually. There there have been a bunch of, uh, because that community is, um, it contains a lot of developers, a lot of those old ugly games, there's a lot of developers that play those games, and the actual <laughs> code, it's an open source game now, too. You can go look at the code. People have made, you know, forks from it that are their own versions, some of which have evolved into kind of like, at this point, totally separate games. Uh, like, there's uh there is one called i'm blanking on the name but uh yeah it's it's a really weirdly evolving thing and there's sort of like uh i think misplaced pride in like a clunky interface for a lot of the people that play those games while i do play a ton of clunky interface games uh i don't love clunky interfaces for the sake of them i just happen to like the games despite the clunky interface whereas i think <laughs> some people uh sort of see it as a point of pride that they play games like that no, that 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 is an important distinction because there's a whole thing where the, the, there's that pride, I, I think, and that a lot of that also kind of goes with the whole like concept of gatekeeping. But that that's another podcast, uh, another day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Jason, how about you? What's what's your next right. remake? So remaster? this this next game uh, is the first game I played of its type that gave me my love for the Disgaea series. Uh, we're going with Vandal Hearts. Ooh. I love, love the original Vandal Hearts on PlayStation. They did a sequel, but the sequel stunk compared to the original. <laughs> I would love to concur. I don't Vandal care Hearts if they good. come out with a Vandal Hearts 3 and go <laughs> back to the uh, first ga game style compared to the second game. but Or they could just re-release it on the switch as is and just re-release the original game and i'd be happy with that and i would love to get that game again <laughs> nice that's a good one i definitely would like to see that and it's is, was that a square square soft uh can uh konami oh Ooh. my god uh konami? konami konami there we go oh my god i can't it's not impossible, not impossible because they are re remastering Suikoden one and two, and there's rumor three and four Suikoden are getting remastered. They, they could they could remaster Vandal Hearts one and two, put them on the same disc oh. and, or well cartridge, and <laughs> I'd still pick it up. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Sure so that I, would be a DL only. 
Yeah, probably, but that still <laughs> that wouldn't matter. Yeah, maybe by the time it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> um for me, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna list one of my remakes, and I want to see a remake of Crystalis, or if you're like uh, our our friend Cran, who says it Crystalis. My thought is you get a, a full remake into a 3D style game, kind of the same vein of how the remake of Trials of Mana was, but you implement a smoother multiple sword handling system because in Crystalis you get you end up with a total of four swords. And you have to switch between wind, fire, water, and thunder because as you progress, get late game, some enemies uh, have elemental, um, not weaknesses. Yeah, thank you. They they have elemental protection against uh, multiple things. So you constantly have to switch between them. So like you figured there's a way to implement a smoother system to switch between them. Kind of like how Ease 6 Arc of Nepishtim had because they, they, that used three different swords and that had such an easy way to switch between them. Uh, the big One big thing with it is you orchestrate the soundtrack. Make sure you keep all the sweeping themes in the game because nearly every single song in Crystalis was fantastic. Probably uh, one of the best soundtracks on the original NES. Um, and like Fantasy Star 4, it wasn't as bad, but like you, you clean up the translation and especially you clean up the story, but you make sure to remake the NES version of Crystalis and not the awful, awful Game Boy Color one. Because <laughs> the, the Game Boy Color one uh, basically took the, the, the story of the NES one, got rid of the science fiction uh, post-apocalyptic background, and really went too hard on the magic, had needless voice samples. The audio itself was bad. They changed yep. the music completely. And it's like, okay, let's port this game, but make it worse and make your life terrible. That was the Game Boy Color version of Crystalis. So I'm hoping if there's a remake, let's let's do it for the, the NES version and, and hopefully make something really good out of it. Um, Storm, how, how about you? What's your next remake or remaster you'd like to see? The next one, I had to find my, uh, you know, take myself off a mute <laughs> button, as is life for me. Anyway, the <laughs> next one, I would like to see a remake of. It couldn't be a remaster because they would have to update all the questions and everything. I'm a fan of trivia games and whatnot, and all those were games, so definitely. Chef's Love Shack, <laughs> South Park um, <laughs> game from the, what, the early 2000s and... Well, oh, it was so much fun. I know Inferno Fox and I, we played a lot of it when you would uh, come to the condo and whatnot. So, yeah, I would love to see an updated you know, version of that game. Yeah, and it was a thing where I remember we played enough of it where the game only has like 30 questions and I can know the answer. <laughs> You can ring yep. in at any time. So when the first letter or first two letters appeared, oh, I knew the answer and would be able to ring <laughs> in and and, and 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 put it in at that point. That's yep. insane. Oh, yep. yeah, it was so much fun. Down to the first like word. It, oh and, yeah, and, yeah. And you, it's essentially a Mario Party clone, except without the board. And instead of the board, you have trivia. It's it it it. If they implemented it in, in like that that sort of way, like I, I think it would be a lot of fun, and especially if you had an online mode where you could play uh, compute like strangers, or if they had a play computer mode if need be, 
I think that'd be cool. I like that. That's, Sounds that's like a Jackbox point. game almost. <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's, I love South the Jackbox games. Jackbox. <laughs> uh, Sibu, I, I know you, I think it was actually you, and I, I apologize, attributed this to Astromedes, but Sibu, do you really only have one more? Are you good with going with your, your last answer? Or are you thinking you have you have more after this? Or what, do you, what are your thoughts? I could probably, I could probably come up with a few more. Sweet. Uh, uh, hit us with, with one of your choices. So the next one is going to be a two-parter. Um, and the only reason why it's a two-parter is because it's two games, same series. I want to see a full ground-up remake of Burnout Takedown and Burnout Revenge. Yes. The two best games in the series because of all the uh, missions and things that you were able to do. I know Burnout Paradise did a great job, you know, did a as good of a job as they could with it, but come on, Burnout Takedown, your whole... Huh? It took out one of the best modes, though, in it, where all you did was crash your cars into stuff. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, Takedown was always fun because it was, it was take down your rivals and the explosive... Um, Slow motion times were were great, and I, I really would love to see a ground up re, remake slash remaster. I don't care which. Um, I think remake would be probably the way to go because remaster, yeah, you're really just gonna get an update in graphics um, for this gen. Um, but yeah, Burnout Takedown and Burnout Revenge, I want, I would love to see. And I think the the from what I've heard of the Burnout series because I've played the Burnout uh, uh, Paradise um, Burnout um, Takedown is uh, the the best one from from the the mm-hmm. everything that that I've heard about it. And unfortunately, I I've missed out on that. So I would like a remake of that just because of that fact. Let's get this this game remade. And I'm it, pretty sure I could dig out my old copy and let you borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to find a way to, to plug in my PS2, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or or emulation. <laughs> but yeah, if EA wants to print money, maybe they they could do that, but they they're they're too busy not making Battlefield games. Uh Jamie Owls, you got a, a another remake or remaster for us? I do. I have quite a few. Uh, I'm going to for my next one, I'm gonna pick a remaster of Super Mario World to make it more uh kind of like Super Mario Wonder, still platform, but I want them to polish it up a bit more to make it look like how the um the Mario games are today. I would love to see that version remastered. That's, yeah, I, I I could get behind that. My my big thing with the Mario games, the the old platformers, I want them widescreen. Um, yes, we, we got that with the Sonic uh, Origins. Uh, that of course is Sonic the Hedgehog one, two, three, and CD, uh, where uh, all of them are widescreen, and and Sega managed to work with the wider screen and not somehow they managed to not mess up the the enemy placement because that actually is a th- I've played uh, a hacks of super mario world where it is widescreen and what messes that up is enemy placement because the enemy pl- placement stays the same but 
because the screen is so wide, the the enemy is triggered to start moving and it it kind of messes with the mechanics of the game. You got something with a remake of Super Mario World where you got that 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 wider screen. If they can right. then take the time to be able to update that. I I like it. And I would love to see what the baby Yoshis would look like. They're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you mentioned you had uh, a lot of additional remakes and remasters. Do you want to hit us with another one while you're while you're there? Sure. Um, I would probably add, along with a Mario game, is the... I know I played a little bit of it, but the Yoshi's Island. I want them to make um, a remastered version of that one, too. And maybe not have Baby Mario cry so much. Oh, my God. I want them to get rid of that. <laughs> Because I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of stopped playing. So, yeah, but I'll get back to it. And it's funny that that absolutely is one of the best games that came out on the Super Nintendo. And if you have mm-hmm. a setting, it it's simple. Just a little switch. A baby Mario cry, cry. Yes, no. Yeah, I would like that. <laughs> So, Maybe a slider for how much he cries. Yeah, so volume. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, Astromedia's with your big gulp. Uh, what other remake or remaster do you want to hit us I'm with? Moving it up tonight. You um, are. <laughs> uh, so the game Battle Tanks on N sixty four. I love vehicle combat games, and I love vehicle combat games. And this game was a very kind of no nonsense. In- <laughs> It was a bit different from like a Twisted Metal in that the kind of level design was a lot more constrained. It's like you were in, you know, quote unquote cities with sort of buildings and stuff and the way you shot your way through the buildings and all that in uh, typical old school 3D fashion. Um, But uh, yeah, I think it's really, really kind of fun genre (laughs) in general that I feel like we don't kind of see enough of and i think it'd be interesting to see sort of what they could do with it i would just really not want them to present it like a first person shooter which is like (laughs) what i fear they would do or would end up feeling more like a first person shooter where you happen to be in a vehicle than like a vehicle combat game where kind of the feel of the vehicle and everything is the kind of primary uh, way you think your input yeah, and that that is a solid uh, fear to have because the that sort of first person view, the thought the developers could think, oh well, it would be immersive if you could see inside the tank. The problem is you're in a freaking tank and you don't have that much visibility. The point of battle tanks is the fact that you see your tank moving, and more importantly, you see your surroundings around you, so you can better aim. We're, we're not playing this for the reality of it we're we're literally a bunch of tanks driving around trying to blow each other up i mean (laughs) battle tanks 99 (laughs) so uh jason how about how about you what's your what's your next remake or remaster well since i had three main ones figured and then i've got a bunch of little ones like uh, jamiel's over there Uh, Mm -hmm. do i go with a few or do i go with my one big one that i have left (laughs) Uh, hit, hit with your a bunch of your small ones on on the last go around. We'll have you uh, save your big one for last. All right, cool. So the couple of quick little ones. I would love new a new monsters in my pocket. Oh, I yes. loved that game when I was young. I know it was probably real easy, but it was still a fun fun game. Uh, 
did they ever remake Paperboy? Because that was a fun game that I don't know if they've ever remade it or redid anything with Paperboy. But I don't Paperboy think they did. would be a fun one. To we, see. I think we got a, a sequel to Paperboy, but did we really? Oh, yeah, I mean, there I was some kind of a too. sequel at some point. I must have missed that at some point, but okay, read yeah. paper. Nothing okay. too recent, though. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it it wasn't fun. Original Paperboy need yes, that's a good yes, one. exactly. Original Paperboy, we get that one again, <laughs> and make it uh make this one have a optional first person mode where you can target where you throw the paper. <laughs> Like you can have a, a menace to society uh, mini game mode or something on it, where you can throw the actually go first person and throw the, the papers at like windows and cars. Or maybe it's just dog. like a shoulder button or something, like in a shooter when you kind of go into scope mode. And <laughs> yeah, you press a button wrong. and now go it like kind of goes into a first person. You're throwing <laughs> then, the paper. And then for a third quick little one, me and Simbu have brought it up before, Micro Machines. <laughs> we need a new Micro Machines. <laughs> we need a new good Micro yes. Machines. Let me let yes. me let me uh, <laughs> let me let me asterisk that one um, because we had gotten a new newer one, uh, which I believe was on the PS4, but ah. it was terrible. <laughs> it was either on the PS4 or the PSP. I can't remember so which. So those are a couple of my quick, quick little ones to throw in there. So, so Paperboy 64 apparently was a game. Oh. I think that was one of the last releases. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, well, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Jason. Oh, no, I was just going to say uh, uh, that the original Paperboy is the one that I always remember playing. I don't think I ever played any of the follow-ups, so... That would be a fun, fun game to get again. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I'm going to go with one of my uh, re remasters. And that, of course, is this game right here. I obviously have to say it. It needs to be done. They 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 haven't done anything with, with it in a good while. That's Chrono Trigger. And again, with this, <clears throat> excuse me, keep it, have it, Team Asano do it and have it be HD 2D. You just keep all the story beats exactly exactly the same from the original game. You don't mess with perfection. Uh, one of the things is I like the I, I like what the Pixel remasters did where with Final Fantasies one through six, where it kept the extra dungeons off. And I want that with the HD two D version of Chrono Trigger. I don't I don't want any of the uh, you beat the game and it unlocks the 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 two extra dungeons in there because it it just feels like filler and it's not. Yeah, I mean they were they were fine, but it's, it it literally just felt filler e. And then again, the biggest thing is you, you had the excellent orchestrated soundtrack for Pixel Remasters one through six, and Super Mario RPG again. Do the same thing with Chrono Trigger because you you got the Nobu Umatsu soundtrack, and uh, obviously you got the Dream Team with Chrono Trigger, the the teams of Akira Toriyama, Yuji Hori. Um, uh, I think it was Hironobu Sakaguchi. I, I mean, you've got all the, the the Titans back in 1995 that that made this game, and they they made games like all the Dragon Quest games and uh, all the, the following Final Fantasies. Just it's like what you could do with the Chrono Trigger in that HD 2D would be. Uh, I, I would I would love that. It would be fantastic. Uh, Storm, uh, what's one of your next remakes or remasters? The Simpsons hit and run. 
yeah. That game was just so much fun. I wanted it one Christmas and I got it and played the hell out of it. Just, I, I really like that one. So I'd love them to redo that one. It would be fun. I never played it. All the source oh, code for that got leaked actually relatively recently, I want to say in the last couple of years or so. Oh. Um, mm. So it's possible as an unauthorized remake out there. Interesting. Yeah. And you're, I've heard a lot of the original developers want to do. Um, remakes like a remake of that or a new release of it but just the merch the uh licensing hell that it would be especially now that disney owns the simpsons oh, oh yep. yeah like yeah, yeah. yeah. we could kiss mm -hmm. it goodbye for probably yeah <laughs> or if we get it it will uh, have all sorts of store options and battle passes and uh... <laughs> it would probably become a free-to-play game which might not hurt it actually no because if they did something like they're doing with speedstorm and enough people like the I mean, simpsons simpsons tapped out has made millions upon millions of dollars and that is a uh free-to-play game, game on on mobile devices so th there's a history of it there you go it could be something but but yeah no that's a, that, that's a good one that is a good one uh simbu that you, you got a tough one to follow there what mm -hmm. you got for us oh tough one well i don't shy away from a challenge um i'm gonna hit you with a couple small ones real quick though i would love to see a jurassic park <laughs> remaster the old old nes game or at what is it snes because there, there's uh four four versions nes game boy snes and sega genesis and a lot of them all play differently i, I would like it would be the uh the genesis yes um it, it would definitely have <laughs> to be the genesis i would love to see that get a remaster not a remake a remaster um Another quick remaster I would like to see would have to be <laughs> Vector Man from Sega Genesis. That was a fun, fun little game. Infuriating as all can be, but fun. Um, and then, of course, we'll go NES, A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> would love to get a remaster or remake of that. Yes. That's uh, I I'm I feel feeling brain dead. It's been a long day. That's the Freddy one, right? Yep. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, that that's actually a really good LJN game. That's a good one. Absolutely. Um, and, and we're gonna uh start finishing up here and do one last round. So as we're we're rounding the turn, Jamie Owls, what what you got for us? Uh, my next game i would like to see an actual remake of would be the parasite eve it's been quite a long time <laughs> since i played the the original but i would love to see an actual remake of parasite eve uh, different fighting styles maybe make this even more of like an open world uh yeah course i have not seen anything online about any talk of a remake of it so i'm still gonna hold on to hope and knock on wood that eventually they'll the makers of the game will announce of a remake 
sometime in the future. Yeah, and and that's a Square Enix title. That's one of those where Square yes. Enix is bringing in new Act Razor, uh, new Valkyrie, uh, and like uh, uh, like new titles from other like older series of, of theirs. The remake of of Live Alive, which was a one off game on the Super Famicom in '95. I I feel like that's a series that. Square Enix is is aware of, and I wouldn't be surprised if if it came back in some way, shape, or form. Especially as as like a, a re, like it would be a remake. They're, I don't even think they'd remaster it. It would be it would it would be especially if they saw Silent Hill two come come out. I mean, mm-hmm. they see the success of Resident Evil four. If Silent Hill two does well, obviously Parasite Eve is a different type of gameplay style than the former, but. Parasite Eve is still sort of that that kind of horror ish genre kind of yep. kind of a, a gameplay. So that if Square Enix sees sees success from the other uh, horror st- style games, you'd think that they'd move with that. Yeah. Um, any other uh, remakes or remasters you want to drop on us on this last round, or? Um, I could add one more. Uh, oh, Star Fox, the first one. I want a actual remake of that one as well. The Super Nintendo one, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so you you want something that's more than eight frames per second, essentially? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's almost become its own uh, subgenre of indie games, Star Fox alikes, because it's appealing to a small developer to work in those kind of graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny. What it, it, not really funny, but it's definitely incredible to see what those developers can do with those kind of graphics but with the 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 tools of today and and they can really iterate and make some really uh intuitive and in, ingenious games i think um as we're rounding the corner astromedes what 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 you finishing out the 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 turn with uh the original 2d gta uh grand theft auto i just i have a bias towards 2d in general i think both as a developer and a player um and i just really for the time especially um the handling felt really good in gta i've kind of like i have attempted to do top-down car physics many times in games with varying and usually not all that great levels of success. Uh, It's a surprisingly difficult problem to not have it feel like you're an ice cube sliding around or a spaceship. Um, And the original GTA, it does it kind of surprisingly well. I looked... um, I actually look kind of into the source a bit, and it's basically just a bunch of kind of magically arrived at through experimentation numbers and sort of just, it's not a big complex physics system. It's a bunch of like hacked in specific behavior and it all sort of just works. But uh, I just, I think a modern remake, um, I, the, the main thing I really want is sort of just modern technology. You could very easily have that be like a streaming open world. It feels like with like a 2d setting like that, it'd be really easy to do. Maybe do, you know, fake 3d, whatever, how the original game had with like, sure, you can have things have a height dimension visibly to them. As long as things stay focused on the car and that like everything handles just as if it was a 2d game, I think that could be really fun. Just, I even like, just kind of removing the focus, the 3D games, I feel like you sort of automatically focus more on like your character, the avatar, um, like the sort of human-like avatar versus 
the the 2D game, it's like when you get out of the car, you're this tiny speck. And like for some reason to me, it just feels more like in the 2D game, it feels like a really fun top-down uh car, you know, crash and mayhem simulator. And the 3D games kind of moved into kind of like slightly different territory, I feel like. No, that's that, that that's definitely fair because like um there's the audience of individuals that love that like the chinatown wars uh ds game for example is much much loved and it's in the same vein that that 2d overhead type type style so you'd think that they they would have iterated on that more and, and to find the niche audience that obviously includes uh old dogs like us because i it, gta 2 i remember uh playing a, a, a little bit with some friends and that, that was a lot of fun too um so jason the 13th you have your 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 special one safe for last yep and it is just like the vandal hearts there was two of them they were actually on the sega dreamcast called evolution uh i very much enjoyed the original evolution uh two was okay it wasn't as good as the first one just like uh, it was actually better than vandal hearts 2 but the evolution games they were Basically, um, oh my god, like kind of like a Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy type game, like um, turn-based. Yeah, no, like a turn-based uh, role, what role-playing game, right? <laughs> RPG. <laughs> but I would love to see uh, remakes or just a report or whatever with the evolution games. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, there's so much from the Dreamcast era that. Sega's finally uh, pulling their their head out of their butts to bring to us like Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio being some of those games that they announced. The hope is, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping for Skies of Arcadia that they're going to at least port or remaster that for for new systems. That's not my that's not my next thing. (laughs) He said it. It's it. <laughs> nope, nope. That th- that doesn't count. That doesn't count as my thing. But <laughs> games like Evolution One and Two, that that that'd be yep. something. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. as as I'm pointing up to to my my shirt here, I'm gonna go go through what is my next thing, and that is a remake. Final Faint. <laughs> uh, uh, that that is a remake of a Zelda game. <laughs> I, I want to see a a total remake, and not of Ocarina of Time. That's already been done on the 3ds i i'd be thrilled if they they announced that but a remake of zelda 2 adventure of Link, yeah. because yes. this is this is the stepchild the redheaded of most redheaded stepchild of the zelda series but well okay i'm saying that and i'm immediately reminded of the cdi game so immediately i'm wrong <laughs> put myself wrong there um Yes. So I, I still want to see re- a remake of this because it's it's never been iterated upon. There's been no 2D beyond beyond little sub areas, transition areas in Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. which the re the remake of Link's Awakening did an excellent representation of. I don't want it to look, I don't want Zelda 2 to look like that. No, because that, that I think that whole shiny, smooth look and smooth gameplay wouldn't suit. Zelda too well. Instead, make it more two and a half D style with full polygonal models. I, again, I said this for the other three: orchestrate the 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 soundtrack, rebalance the magic system, and work to make all eight magic spells useful. Because 
literally you could go through the entire game and use the spell spell once like you literally only have to use it once to to unlock a, a secret area and then like the thunder spell you only use in the game once on the last boss to to make him like susceptible for damage like let's let's rework these spells to to make them more useful and dear god make the the, the magic usage more more make sense because it's like the jump spell costs the entirety of your magic bar in the beginning of the game but then when you earn enough levels on magic it costs one half of one little bar and it makes no sense and one of the important things too with this is keep the rpg style experience points system because this was the most rpg like of zelda games because you you had levels you had experience you but what was really cool is you had lives you had platforming you had action sword play uh it was hard hard as nails uh almost unfair yeah. at some at certain points it's just I, and it's it's one of my favorite games of all time is it one of the best games heck no what we'll probably wouldn't probably wouldn't brick crack my top 50 of all-time best games but it's one of my favorite games of all time so uh storm as we're again we're, we're sort of rounding the bend um what's one of your last remakes or remasters you want to hit us with california games <laughs> going all the way back i know that i think they had like california games 2000 or something or other with you know in the later 90s but when the way before 2000 but yeah i would like to see them redo that stuff from like the commodore some of those just classic someone remake it and make it better for consoles now it's funny you say commodore i think of games like agent usa and stuff like that <laughs> no if we get a remake of uh any kind of game like a california games type stuff did they give an option to where it senses that you're using a turbo controller and automatically shut you down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. I like that. It's kind of like an anti. Uh huh. Yeah, like an anti machine. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I can like, think yep, of how nope, you could try to do on. that. Nope. You'll probably drop player input sometimes <laughs> too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simbu, go ahead and, and round us out here. You're you're our anchor. What what are we ending on tonight with with the right. uh, remix remasters? We are going to end on a full ground up remake of ET e. Extraterrestrial. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was considering throwing that comedy answer out. Also. It's back in pog form. <laughs> no, um, all seriousness. Um, if we're, you know, you want me to round this whole thing out, which I don't know why you would pick me to do this because that's probably a bad idea. Um, let's go with ground up remake, which we're never going to get. Knights of the Old Republic. You knew you weren't getting away with me with, with getting away out of this without a Star Wars game. And, and, yes, and I know there's the collection, but that's more of a you're 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 literally correct. You're not gonna get that. You're you're not gonna get that. <laughs> and it it sucks. It hurts. It hurts so much. But but I'm it sorry. Tell, tell tell me more why uh, that we want to see that remade or remastered. It's 
it's honestly, it's the one of the absolute all time greatest Star Wars games. Um, you know, it's got the whole RPG element. It's got that kind of uh, that Final Fantasy turn based combat, like Final Fantasy sixteen ish combat, but it's Star Wars. Um, obviously, there's so much love for the game. You got so many different classes uh, and things like that to play. Everybody wants to see it. I don't know why the studios aren't get decided to can the project. Um, I know they re-released KOTOR, KOTOR 1 and 2 on the Star Wars collection for the Switch, but it's the original games. Maybe some slight upscaling, but nothing compared to what we should have gotten, um, which is the full 100% ground-up remake of KOTOR. And if we're going to throw more, I want to throw one more in there. Since we're yeah, on throw, Star Wars. Yeah, throw it in. I want remasters of The Force Unleashed 1 and 2. I don't remember Force Unleashed. Why don't I remember That's that? That's where you play as Starkiller. It was on the Wii. Yeah. It's I'm a Wii era game. I'm sorry, Simba. I don't remember that. That's awful. That Star Wars, I, I, I had to Google that. You followed, you followed uh, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Starkiller, which is a throw to throwback to the original script for Star Wars, where Luke was going to be Luke Starkiller, not Luke Skywalker. Um, so a lot of the old classic, like deep dive references that you can find on the original Star Wars films were used for the Force Unleashed, which makes it even even better. Um, but you play as Starkiller, who is Vader's secret apprentice, even though Vader is himself is the apprentice of Palpatine. So Vader's not allowed to have an apprentice. Um, and it's the secret part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, people who don't know Star Wars, a little bit of a lesson. It, it, it kills me, the, the whole KOTOR thing. Like, it's kind of like my whole thing with uh, Resident Evil. I'm a, I'm a I'm a tertiary fan. I'm a fan by association. Where I know Jamie Owls loves the Resident Evil games, and I know they're good games. Mm -hmm. So so th that being said, Simba, I know you love the Star Wars games, and I, I, I'm a fan just because you're such a big fan. And not only that, but there are tons and tons of people who love Kotor and. The, the the tease that we got with the, the the remake or the the remake that was that was being done or supposedly being done and now being on hiatus or canceled or whatever they're they're going to want to label it today it, it feels like nothing but a tease and that's why uh, one of the the podcast topics that we're going to be discussing is at some point the the whole announcement thing like do, when when is the right time to announce a game is it uh, within a year of it being released or intentions of it being released is it hey we we, we got this coming down the pipeline we're going to be starting starting development soon is it something to where like the tomb raider the newest tomb raider was was announced excuse me was announced and it was a thing like two or three years ago and that was a mistake because uh, Embracer Group used that as a, used that as a tool once they bought it off of Square Enix to try and get a crew to be able to want to develop Tomb Raider. Well, Embracer Group had their two point two billion dollar deal fall through, and they're laying off people left and right. So suddenly, a, a Tomb Raider game may not be in the cards. It's a thing where 
don't tease these games to where we, they're they're not going to be coming out or or, or possibly n- never going to happen. It's almost why like I kind of like the way Nintendo does it, although they're they're sometimes just as guilty, especially with uh, like Metroid Prime Four. But I, I digress. We definitely had some good conversation here, <laughs> just overall in general. <laughs> definitely a lot of great remakes that we want to see. These companies, you know, Nintendo, Nintendo, Sega. Square Enix, Namco, come on, guys! Let, 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 let's let's get, get into this. Get us these remakes and, and, and remasters, especially. I would say the company that would make GTA, but I don't want them to 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 strike down this video. You know, I, 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 with how copyright heavy they they are, so I'm not going to say the company that makes. There, there's GTA. a lot of Florida problems with them right now. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say say them, but uh, to to whom that that company is named, get on a remake or remaster of GTA One and Two, and and throw China Wars in there while, while you're at it. But my my guests here, my cast and crew, thank you so much for joining us. They were, of course, Jamie Owls eighty seven, my partner and partner in crime. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I always look forward to coming on here and talk about video games. Absolutely. And we also had Astromedes, developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. Astromedes, glad to have you on and distract you from your game developing duties. Yep, always glad to be on. Go back to slacking after this. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) We also had Jason the 13th of the YouTube channel, Jason the 13th, who will be getting us some new content soon now that he's got his yes, laptop back. I, now that my laptop's back i'm going to get back into recording some stuff <laughs> excellent definitely looking forward to that we also had storm rose sky of the youtube and twitch channels of storm rose sky storm thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me it's a pleasure being here and i look forward to our next discussion next time Absolutely. And last and certainly least, or not least, we had Simbu Darkfang, primary actor of Basement of the Dead, located in Aurora, Illinois. That is, of course, the Chicagoland area. They are going to be having a uh, Basement of the Dead, again, located in Chicagoland, Illinois, will be having a, a, I think it's called like a Heartbreaker uh, type special event weekend coming up here shortly. <laughs> so you definitely want to make sure if you're in the area of Chicagoland, go to the website of Basement of the Dead, check out their schedule and get some tickets for a good time. Simbu, thank you so much for joining us. It's always great to be here. Um, just want to, you know, say my final game here is going to be, I want a ground up remake of Horde Lord um, for 2024 <laughs> release. <laughs> um no, uh, with KOTOR, I mean, I, I would say that, yes, our hopes are are dashed right now. But remember, Dead Island 2, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that, that was in literal, literal development hell for a decade plus. So not impossible. Not, not, not. Uh, I, ever since 2015, when we got Cloud and Smash Brothers, I've learned when it comes to video games, you know. Nothing any, is any, impossible. Anything is possible. So, and lastly, a huge thank you to our audience. Thank you so much for joining us. Let us know in the comments section below if you're following on YouTube what your remakes and remasters that you would like to see and what we can do to politely ask these companies and their devs to make them for us. Thanks everyone for joining us and I hope you have a great day.